Welcome to the Train Like a King podcast, dedicated to all things paddling, designed to help paddlers of all levels get motivated to get out on the water. Tune in, grab your paddle, and let's train like a king. Welcome back to another Train Like a King podcast episode. This episode is titled The Birth of Train Like a King. So how did Train Like a King come about? So obviously, I've been in the sport of paddling since the age of seven, 29 years old now, so 22 years. And throughout my competitive years, so 2013 and onwards, you know, alongside my traveling and racing, I began, you know, not only writing my own training plans, but I started writing training plans just for other paddlers, because I, I used all the information that I used that I learned at university, I did extra study up on other sports and how they train. And I found a formula that worked for me that was built on the idea of periodization and periodization is is basically a way of you know organizing a training the a time that you have breaking it down into separate phases and building towards a particular race um, but this is probably a topic for another episode. Uh, anyway, I would write these training plans for people and I would also deliver coaching clinics. So I did that just on a whim on my own, uh, when I would go to these countries that I was traveling to just to, to make a bit, just to make a bit of money on the side. And in 2018 was just another year of traveling and racing and accepting opportunities when people would invite me, you know, to their, their local races and put me up and things. And in 2018, I was invited to Singapore, Singapore and Hong Kong to not only race in the Singapore Ocean Cup and the Hong Kong Dragon Run, but to coach too. So it just works out well when you go somewhere to race, but at the same time, you can do a bit of coaching and, and make some, make some money. And in Singapore, I, one of the clubs or the, one of the teams that I was coaching was a New Zealand team. So a team of expats that lived and worked in Singapore and had started this Kiwi club. And I was blown away how many Kiwis actually you know, were a part of this club or even just, just lived and worked in Singapore. And one particular individual, Irene Matila Cooper, who's probably listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, after, after the coaching session, you know, came to me for about a training plan for, for the Kiwi crew in preparation for one of their, I think the country of origin races in Singapore. And sure enough, I wrote up a, a basic plan for them. 
but she also followed up with you know basically asking me whether whether I wanted a bit of help and support and kind of making what I do a little bit more official and you know being young and I already lacked a lot of business mindset and all that type of stuff I said yes because you know what I, I think I've really needed something like that support wise and sure enough um Irene being the business mind that she is you know she works she worked in Singapore for 15 years uh you know working jobs that entailed business marketing management so she was kind of perfect perfect person to partner with and basically we became partners we started train like a king and informed the business partnership and it's been a pretty awesome journey what about the the origin of the name itself train like a king i don't even know if it was train like a king straight off the bat and i i apologize if i get this wrong but alicia uh who is a, a very important part of train like a king too in the backgrounds she's done uh, a lot of work for us um particularly in uh, the website and marketing space um but i believe alicia was the one that came up with the 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 name the name of our business train like a king but originally i believe it was like a, a slogan you know train like a king and but then it just kind of became the business <laughs> so shout out to alicia i think you know um Irene was a part of that too. And, and then, yeah, we got to, we got to work creating all of the, the vision behind train like a king, creating the, the story behind train like a king, ident you know, creating the identity, tying it to, you know, our Maori and Pacific roots, tying it to the shark, you know, the shark has, is a symbol in itself, you know, the shark navigates the waters with confidence uh, no matter the weather he's out there he's hunting he's got his mind on the on the goal and uh and yeah so without without irene train like a king wouldn't exist the way that it does today and i'm if i look back on you know when i was young and i first started wakama i never would have dreamed that wakama would have provided the opportunities that it did you know even pre-train like a king but even with train like a king itself i never would have imagined i'd be able to to do the things that i've done so yeah that was the birth the birth of train like a king and although you don't see a lot of those faces say Irene, Alicia, Cassidy, Darren, you know, I could probably name a list of people who make things happen. Brian, our merchandise dealer, <laughs> our uh, merchant, merchandise transport. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that make Train Like a King 
you know, make it happen. And um, we just want to continue to to grow. We want to continue to create products and services that help grow the sport of of Wakaama. And yeah, what else can we say about Chain Like a King? We so we started off in 2018. Obviously, it was a tough tough year to. Well, we started 2018, but 2019 was the kind of the official start. It was a tough year because, I, like I said, I was in Hawaii most of that year. So we were kind of trying to do things. I was trying to do things from afar. And then we ran into COVID, you know, and that really put a halt on our plans. Because prior to that, we were delivering junior coaching clinics for free. We had um, online platforms for free for juniors and uh, alongside the training plans and websites and merchandise and and so COVID kind of put a break on that, but we were, we did a lot of virtual stuff online. We did a few virtual races, which I think people enjoyed, especially during that lockdown, lockdown period. And, but it's been cool to this year to get the ball rolling again with overseas trips and clinics and got a big year planned this year. So to name a few, got the Molokai solo coming up. Got the TI tour in Tahiti in June. We're hopefully going to get over to the Gorge in July. Samoa World Champs in August. And then Brazil at the end of August. And that's just the beginning of the year. We haven't even looked at the six-man races that can happen after August. Like the Molokai, Hoi, the Hawaikinui, the Catalina, the World Championship Surskis in December in Australia. Oh, so much to do, so little time, but there's no other, there's nothing else I'd, you know, prefer to be doing. You know, sometimes you, you, you think, what would you do if you had, I wouldn't say all the money in the world, but what if, you know, you, what if you were free to do whatever you like? You know, chances are I'd just, I'd want to go and do all the top races around the world. So, can't, can't complain because I'm doing that already, you know, living living the dream. So making the most of it while those opportunities are still here and um, trying to leverage that as much as possible with Train Like a King. And hopefully that, you know, only helps to grow the sport, which will grow the opportunities for the, for the future, you know, the up and coming rangatahi uh, behind us. So, yeah. That is that was the birth of Train Like a King. On and upwards from here, let's see where the future takes us. And thank you for listening to this episode. But don't forget to listen to the outro starting now. Thank you for listening to another episode on the Train Like a King podcast. Check out trainlikeaking.com for training plans, merchandise, and coaching opportunities. If you haven't already, give us a follow so you don't miss another episode. Catch you on the next one.